Welcome, everyone. Ask Rabbi Miller by Simchas HaChaim Publishing. Now, questions on any subject. First, we'll listen to some questions of the ladies. Meantime, the men can think up questions. Please make them brief. Should a yeshiva boy wear good clothes during the week? What about a tie? This question is in order. A yeshiva man always should be presentable because he has the responsibility of the Torah. Like the Gemara says, Call Mesanai O Abu Mobis, Al Tikriu Mesani Alamasniai. If you're known, if you recognize a yeshiva man, wear a black hat, for instance. Then the hat has to be dusted, not dusty. Otherwise, wear a gray hat. Certainly, people who represent the Torah, people with beards and so on, must make a good impression. What about a tie? It depends to which group you belong. Some groups don't have neckties. What should be the reaction when you see someone is taking you in? Well, we understand that you must do what's for your benefit. But there is a difference between doing what is beneficial to you <coughs> or relieving your emotions. Now, in most cases, when you do things calmly, you're going to succeed more readily. Even with enemies, civility is more successful. And many times you'll discover that it was an error. It really was not an enemy. And it becomes a friend. I can look back in my career and see cases where I thought people were enemies. And the end was, they turned out to be very good friends. However... Sometimes it's necessary to show bad character. You have to show your teeth. But then he has to do it like an actor. It should only be superficial. Kas haponim below kas Sometimes a father or a mother must show anger to a child. Sometimes to save the child's life. To discourage him from running in the street, you must show anger. Sometimes you must also hit. But in your heart, there should be no anger, no enmity. Come up closer, please. Come up, come up here. I can't hear a word. And it has to be brief. If it's a long question, I can't listen. 
Let's hear. Good morning, everyone. To all your questions on the back, and I have been on the past party. I'd like to begin for this is our Abrahamian. This is the Lord Shabbos. Cap has died on the Lord. All of the Yehuda, all of the Rab, the Dola has not spoken as the Barat Kriyatim. How does the point be determined? All right, the question is, It is greater to entertain wayfarers more than to receive the presence of the Shekhinah. How does it apply? It applies to us exactly as it applied to Avraham Avinu, which means that suppose it's time to go to the synagogue for the Mincha Minyan. But it just happens that a Meshulach came in to ask for a donation and he hasn't been home all day, so you offer him something to eat. But that means you'll have to stay, remain home to serve him, which means you'll miss Mincha. Now, it doesn't mean you'll miss Mincha entirely, you'll miss the Minyan. So you should follow that dictum that serving a wayfarer Food is more important than a minion. Of course, if you can serve him and then take him together with you to the synagogue, that's the best thing. Any other questions? Go ahead. Now, this question is as follows. We find that Kabakuk said, Tzadik be'emunosa that emuno is the foundation of everything. But when the prospective convert came to Hillel, so Hillel taught him that the whole Torah was what you don't want done to yourself, don't do to others. So he, this gentleman asks, it's a contradiction. But this needs time. I'll be happy to explain if you'll ask it some other time at the very beginning of the question period. This teeth needs a long time to answer. Rabbi Schwab. Is a Ben Yeshiva. Oh, very well. Very well said. Is it Ben Yeshiva actually lazy than anybody else? Well, no. With the exception of a base Yaakov girl. answer is they're not particularly lazy no I just chose as an example the Bishyakov gets up early in the morning and she has to run to get the bus for 8 o'clock class a yeshiva man is nervous and he gets up early in the morning to come 9.30 to the seder Somebody once said that the laziest of all is a soldier. A soldier gets up four o'clock in the morning and he runs with a heavy pack <clears throat> and falls down in the mud and gets up and runs again. He's doing basic training. He's the laziest of all because it's all done by force. 
it was up to him, he wouldn't get up again. So everybody's lazy. Mesila Shisharma says, Ki ofriyus hachumriyus gas. It's the earthiness in us that's coarse. We, have, we are made of chemicals. Chemicals have inertia. In order to push our heap of chemicals around, you have to have willpower. And laziness, therefore, is not limited to any class of people. Yes, the gentleman asks, we have a principle, a man's outwardliness stirs up his inwardliness. So if you show anger, although you don't mean it, but it's going to have an effect on your character. That's true, but it's much better than actually becoming angry inside. And sometimes it's necessary to make that little sacrifice. Now, in case... Let's say you had to do something stern to someone, then you have to look for opportunities to be extra good to somebody else, or maybe to the same person after he improves, in order to turn the pendulum the other way. How do you help someone who is very selfish? That's a big problem. I wish I knew. So the first thing to do is to teach him the importance of perfect character. If he doesn't realize how important it is to have good character, if he thinks that it's not a blemish to have mean character, He's not going to change. When a person realizes that to be faulty in character is like walking around with a dirty face, it takes a long time to convince him that bad character is like a dirty face. Once he's convinced of that, it'll be much easier to change him. That's what the Ramama says in Hilchas Deus. In Hilchas Deus, the Ramama says, the first thing when people have to be reformed is to go to a Chochem who teaches them what good midas are. You have to learn. Now, don't think you know already. Everybody knows everything. And that's why nobody does anything. Nobody improves. You have to go to those places. Where the places are, don't ask me. They don't exist. You have to learn. Sfarim, however, these Sfarim do exist, that teach you importance of good character. Good midas, that's the man. That's everything. Now, don't think, by the way, there's always a peril. Somebody will think that it can be a Roshe, it can be a Rechol Trefes, Machal Shabbos, and have good character. That's enough. No. Someday, I'll repeat what I once said here, that good character to others includes good character to our Kodesh Borefer too. 
You hear that? And that's what Hillel said. Suppose somebody was good enough to buy you a home. For nothing. Not a mortgage. Imagine, you're a Yeshiva man. You want to get married. Along comes a benefactor and confers upon you a home. Clear. Free. No encumbrances. No strings attached. And the home is full of furniture too. And there's a car also in the driveway for you. And then that benefactor says, look, every day I want you to mention my name. Take out a few minutes and speak about me. So you say, what's the question? I'll gladly do it. And so Hillel said to this prospective Gaia, you know what the whole Torah is? Don't do to others what you wouldn't want done to yourself. And Rashi says, if somebody did favors to you, then he asked of you a little favor, and you refused, wouldn't that be very mean? And so the whole Torah stands on good character. And that's what the Gros says in Evan Shlema. He says, the whole Torah depends on Midas, on character. Now this has to be spoken about, the whole subject by itself, I think I once spoke about it. All of our relations to HaKadosh Baruch Hu are dependent on good character. If we are disloyal, if we forget about him, it's because of meanness. Don't think the evolutionists, the college professors, are atheists because they're convinced. They're not convinced. Their basic motivation is that they don't want a boss over them. They cannot tolerate the idea of being dominated. It's a subconscious revolt. And therefore, all wickedness, whether it's against men or against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, stems from faulty character. Why was Moshe Rabbeinu not mentioned in the Haggadah Shal Pesach? That's a good question everyone asks. Now, I'm not going to answer my answer because you wouldn't like it. So you can call me up privately, I'll tell you. I have a pusher to answer, but you wouldn't like it. Since COVID is not healthy, so why do we pray at the Yirotzen, it's not Kiddush HaChedish, by the way, Yirotzen, we pray for a cover. Tayyam Shalaisha, because we pray for a cover. I want to explain to you. It wasn't said here that COVID is not healthy. COVID is a requirement even more than food. We must have COVID. Our hearts, our innermost souls yearn for some recognition, we must have covered. The question is, what do we do to get it? We need money too. Aisha. The question is, what do you do to get Aisha? And so, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you covered, then you have to thank Hashem. I'll give you an example. The din is, close to a Gentile Yom 
opposed to a Gentile festival, it's also to greet. On a Gentile festival, it's also to greet the Goy. If you'll greet him, he's going to go to his place of Abu Dazola and thank his idol. And you are causing him to worship an idol. Now, what do we see from this? We see that when a boy is honored by a Jew, the Jew says, Hello, Stepan. Hello, Ivan, whatever it is. The Jewish name is too, by the way. <laughs> so he's so happy that he was honored by a Jew that he'll go to his place of Abedezola and he'll thank his deity. Now, if Gentiles do that, we have to do it surely. So if anybody gives us any recognition, any covet at all, so in the next Shmonesra, when you bow down, remember to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the covet that you received that day. Remember that. You shouldn't be worse than a Goy. Goyim give thanks, so you should also give thanks if you get covet. Covet, we need. The question is, what do we do for covet? For the sake of covet, are we going to be hostile? Are we going to degrade others? Are we going to look for faults? If I can't be any higher, then I'll make the rest lower? That's a question. Does it become more difficult for a person to get along with others when he gets older? And why? It depends. Ziknei Talmidei Chachamim, old Torah sages, we're talking true Torah sages, the older they get, their minds improve. But as ignorant people, the older they get, they become more and more confused, and it's more difficult to get along with it. Why? Because the old sage has already learned all the maneuvers of dealing with people. It's so smooth, it's so polished already, it's in the groove. He knows how to deal with you. He knows how to deal with the Yetzirah and doesn't fall a prey to the tricks of the Yetzirah. But an old Amoretz who always has been giving way, he never learned the tricks of the Yetzirah. So he's entirely his man. So the older he gets, the more he becomes enslaved to him. And that's why it's more difficult to get along with him. Last question. Is there any proof from the Torah that there are no intelligent beings on other planets? Absolutely, there's no proof at all. But let me explain to you. From the Torah, we see that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that the earth should give forth vegetation, there wasn't just one fig tree. And from this fig tree, all the fig trees developed. No. All over the earth, wherever fig trees are supposed to grow, they started growing at once. Therefore, who says only on this earth? It could have been on the planets, on the stars, the thick trees are growing. There's no reason to say no. No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. The Ask Rabbi Miller podcast is published by Simchas HaChaim Publishing online at simchashachaim.com. Rabbi Miller's recorded lectures are property of Yeshiva Gedola Beis Yisrael.